Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena, 16 time WWE champ, saying support Wrestle Talk because they talk about wrestling and I like it. So do us all a favor and subscribe, please. And thank you. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swaft Nation. Happy Monday and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? I'm good, I'm good, because I just got an email confirmation for my order for some fancy tea. Fancy tea? You fancy are, tea. You're quite big on the old fancy teas, aren't you? You were having your mushroom tea that I, sm- I thought smelt like a bit of a rubbish pot noodle. So what's your, your new fancy tea you've bought? Well, as you can see there on the confirmation email, it's a five tea bundle. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I mean, I, I don't really want to look over your shoulder and read mm. your emails, but what is in the five tea bundle? Oh, I can't remember, to be honest. It's a... Uh, it's so it's loose leaf tea. I was gonna, the reason I'm saying it is because I was going to bring some into the studio. Oh really? Ooh. So uh, you know, in the next Wrestle Ramble on YouTube, maybe we'll proper probably do the little tea club. <laughs> tea Generation X. Tea Generation X. Eggs. We'll have some <laughs> eggs as well. Uh, yeah, it's some, some like orange and lemon tea. Green so tea. I see. I like it. I used to really like a flavored tea when I was mm. working at one of my old jobs. I used to get a bit of a kick out of a, a nice like a peppermint tea. Peppermint the, teas or in a there, strawberry yeah. tea, like in the afternoon. I used to really enjoy like a nice fruit tea or mm. a, um, a a green tea. Yeah, um, you have your proper tea in the morning, your builder's tea. But then you would have, um, you know, your fruitier tea in the afternoon. There's a nice little kick, particularly a peppermint tea. You have a cup of coffee in the morning. What are you talking about? <laughs> a, a, a cup of you, joe. You and I drink Yorkshire tea. I Well, I drink coffee before I get in. Oh, that's true. You do, yeah. Get, this is why I'm going to change it up. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the uh, the builder's tea. Why well, am, I guess. I was going to say, you drink quite a bit of it when we're in I studio. Like, I, like, I like the fruity tea. Maybe that's just because I make it for you. I and like then you have You don't like to say no to the tea that I've made you. Uh, what are you up to? How was your weekend? Uh, well, yes, yeah, I mean, I, I'm... how's your tooth? <laughs> well, I'm hoping. I mean, because funny enough, my tooth doesn't hurt at the moment, and today's the first day where I haven't had any antibiotics because I finished my five-day course. Mm. So, without, I haven't had any pain today, so that's a good sign. So I'm fe- I'm thinking that like once I've actually had the uh, the root canal on Friday, I'm going to be tickety boo, and I'm not going to really be in pain. And, I hope so. And now I could just kind of get on with my day and, and eat um, Yorkies. Well, let's get on 
with some Is iTunes it Yorkies? reviews. Is that what they called? I haven't had them so long. What, the, the large, yeah, it's York, blocky Yorkie, chocolate Yorkie bar. bar, right? Not for girls. <laughs> God, you remember that as a campaign? Yorkie, it's not for girls. My, I had a girlfriend at that time, and I think I got it with a magazine, like a, a Yorkie sticker um, stuff they gave it like free in a magazine and there was just like it was the perfect shape to put on the back of my TV remote mm. like over the battery you know where you do kind of flick up the batteries and she hated it because she thought it was very demeaning and very sexist and I was 15, 16 at the time I thought it was hilarious yeah yeah it's pretty it's like it, it was definitely working for the time it's like the attitude era of chocolate bars it's exactly it was the same time really it was the yeah. attitude era of chocolate bars do you remember the advert it was like you're not a bird are you yeah uh but you know you could like all the guys would be like yeah, i'm gonna have a yorkie and some girls would be like well i'm gonna have a yorkie too look i'm eating it yeah and it's not for girls it's a so perfect campaign it's really, a very very clever advertising that you campaign. could not do today yeah <laughs> uh you and meredith right no we've, oh, done, no, that we've one. done that one we've, and we've done, done that those one. two Gen C five oh eight. We are nearly in twenty eighteen reviews. Wow. Yeah, this is this was written on the thirty first of uh, December, so New Year's Eve in twenty seventeen. The Omega versus a cadre of podcasts, uh, but they could only give us five stars on iTunes. <laughs> Unfortunate. This is one of this is one of, if not the best podcast I have ever listened to. Strong. In fact, I've listened to it so much. Ollie and Luke are pretty much part of my family. Aww. They bring a fan relaxed atmosphere, fun relaxed, <laughs> fun relaxed atmosphere that just guarantees a good time. Their rambling is hilarious, and it is always nice to see what's going on in their world. Crap gimmicks is great. It just makes me want to see a 2K18 universe with the crap gimmick roster. My brother George and I love the show. It is truly a 6.5 five star podcast eddie eddie p.s i had to review this on my mother's account because i broke my phone but this review was urgent thank you <laughs> gen c 508 thank you eddie oh eddie oh, you i just see said thank you to eddie's mum sorry well i'm always thankful for mums thank you eddie what was thank you eddie's mum what was that Persil? was um that's uh yeah, I and mean, you had Michael Owen, where, yeah, and he was holding his like, thanks, mum. It's mm. like you can't parcels it, you know. You need your mum's there to wash clothes and stuff. Another campaign you couldn't really do in 2018. Michael Owen has only ever watched eight films. In Five his life. films, I think. I think it's less than that. Is it less than that? Yeah, one of them was um, Sea Biscuit, I think. What a what a what a weird. <laughs> Weird thing. I guess those people are out there. I just didn't expect it to be Michael Owen, ex England footballer Michael Owen. Did you ever see his commentary that he did when he was on BT Sports? He always used to wear a pinstripe suit. But he was dreadful at commentary. Would say inane things like, you know, if a, if the team was losing, it's like they really want to score goals here if they want to get back into the game. No, really, Michael. I hadn't thought of that one, mate. It's good job you're here. Still prefer him than Booker T. Though. <laughs> At least Joe, he's talking about football. The Joe Southern 13 writes, consistently great wrestling chat. The title says it all. Oh, thanks, Thank Joe. You, Joe. Thank you, the Joe. Let's get on with the show. Will he do that, Luke? Will, Re- the, will he retire? I mean, he has to this year, right? Doesn't have to. Doesn't have to do anything. He's a big red killing machine. Well, yeah, I know, but it's like, you know, the, the reactions to Kane haven't really been great. It's not like the the WWE universe. Uh, you, I did big air quotes there for podcast listeners. Are really reacting to Kane the way that we did in 1999 or 2000? Not even in 2006. Here he is in 2018, 2017. It's all been like, eh, it's Kane. Yeah, Kane's back. And no one pops for him anymore. So, like, I'd, I'd feel that 
as a character and as a main event guy, he's very much run his course. It's a shame because when he came back at TL, no, it was for TLC. So it was the uh, in the Roman Reigns Braun Strowman cage match on Raw, and Kane came out through the the ground on a. It was very close to his twenty years after his debut. Yes, a Bad Blood, a Bad 97. Blood ninety seven. Yeah, and I popped huge, and I thought that was great. And I think the the general consensus was what a nice piece of nostalgic fan service you did that one right, WWE. But yes, he's he's run since then. He's feud with Strowman. His promos now that he's in the three-way title picture at the Royal Rumble with Brock Lesnar. Squashing Finn Balor. Squashing Finn Balor. Those didn't help endear him to a modern-day audience. No. And not not to, to me as a an old-day audience. No, exactly, or yeah. Or a new-day audience. Yeah, I, it, this, I look at him and I'm like, that's not the Kane that I remember. Like, I think we said this at the time. Like, why didn't they have him in the old mask, in the old outfit? If you're doing this for a nostalgia purpose, give him his old entrance music, have him look yeah. like Kane. Don't have him look like this sort of non-version of Kane that we've currently got at the moment with his sort of like his old entrance music and his sort of like costume and his sort of like mask. It's I, I don't think it really helps anyone. It's certainly not helping Kane. And if anything, I mean, and I, I hate to say this sort of thing, but if anything, I feel like his feud with Braun Strowman is killing Braun's heat. I, I, I feel like Braun is less over since he's gone into a program with Kane. It's certainly not helping him. Uh, although the trash... Garbage truck comeback. But that was with Miz. Yeah, but it was part of Kane. But you're right, it was against the Miz. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, we've gone away from the question. We've used this question to just crap on well, no, Kane's not re- return. Not really. I, I feel like... This, but this is they kind are of, interlinked, yes. I think this is all interlinked. Like, I, I'm a big fan of Kane. Always have been. But, like, this... I don't think Kane is... He's not... He's not in the right place. He's certainly not in the right place on the card. He shouldn't be going for the Universal Championship. He shouldn't be a main eventer in 2018. Mm. I, I don't think he should be main eventing in 2017. But here we are now, 21 years after he debuted, and he's still in the main event. But the idea of Kane, the concept of Kane, is eternal. And the performer doesn't really have, you know, Glenn Jacobs, who is Kane, doesn't have to be able to be fully fighting fit, although miraculously somehow he always mostly is, to play the character and get over the big power spots. Mm. You know, you can you can hide a lot of faults or age with the Kane character. So, well all that stuff aside, that's like that's bad writing of Kane. But you can fix the bad writing. And if you fix the bad writing and he he was a proper occasional utility nostalgia pop person do a little bit in the Rumble in 2024. Yeah, uh, and a surprise Rumble mm. spots would get a pop out of you, get the nostalgia pop out, and I think that's a good way to use Ken. If he'd come back at Raw 25 to, to do something, then you can get that or something at WrestleMania, for example. That's a great way to begin. But Kane on TV every week in a feud with Brock Lesnar. I just, it, it'd be like if Big Show was in this role. Like, you know, I'm, but he was, and he was very good. Yeah, but Big Show wasn't feuding with Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship. Ah, right, yes. He was feuding with Braun Strowman though and that very much did help get Braun over that got Braun over because he did that big cage match thing where it really helped got uh, Braun and over the ring break and the ring break yeah. and things like that but you can't just do the same thing over and over again I suppose with your big monsters it's just yeah I'm 
maybe I'm souring it because I wanted to see Balor in this in the, the Universal Championship role uh, against Lesnar for Royal Rumble, but instead we've got Kane and poor old Braun Strowman in there again. It's because you the autocorrect on your text message to Vince McMahon put the Demon King oh. to the Demon Kane. Yeah, it's because obviously Vince watches ah. all of our shows and the booking committee does as well. Autocorrect. Damn it. So will Rick Kane retire in 2018? I really feel like he has to. It's, it, it really does depend what you mean by retire. Does retire mean Shawn Michaels retire, where you never wrestle a match after your last match? Or does it mean uh, Undertaker retire, where he could come back? Yeah, but I don't want Undertaker to come no, back no. either. Uh, or, or like The Rock retire. Or, or, you know, so many retirements that have happened. Terry Funk's on like he's yeah, well, 48. You, you, just, you essentially now. just leave for a while. Also, like, you know, he's trying to be mayor of like yes. no, of Knox County. So surely that, that feels like a more urgent matter to him rather than trying to be mm. um you know universal champion so he's got his political career he's very well set up apparently with a realist no an insurance business he's got an insurance business which is doing quite well so he can leave wwe and run his other ventures uh he's got a family he is like 48 50 yeah i can't remember the age off the top of my head it, it's we're in a period i feel as as wwe fans as wrestling fans where we kind of we want new stuff we want to see new guys on top we don't want to keep seeing the randy orton's and the john cena's we don't want to see the guys who've been on top for the last 10 plus years so really having kane who's been on top for the last 20 years just feels again like lads let's let's try something new shall we let's give a finn balor a chance mm. i know we've got braun in there as well but brought like kane's in this match so that braun doesn't have to take the pin i feel because i, I don't do you think the other one do you think no, 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 no. I, I just feel like you're like kane doesn't have to be a main eventer he can he cannot retire I, I would be fully behind Kane being like a mid-card utility player for five years to come. Mm. I d- he doesn't have to be... It's just because he's been forced in the top of the card where he doesn't necessarily belong these days. Like, I'm not sure he's over enough even to, to that point. Oh, yes, he is, if he's booked correctly. You're right. Okay, well, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm, I'm never going to say never, obviously. But, so should Kane retire, I think there's... You can have five more years left in him. But will Kane retire... I think he probably will, just because of outside commitments. Yeah, I, I can very much get behind that. The Wrestle Ramble will be right back after these short messages. This episode of Wrestle Ramble is brought to you in part by Patreon. For just $5 a month, you can get early access to our YouTube videos and our monthly Wrestle Ramble Extra, where Ollie and I review classic pay-per-views as voted for by our Patreon backers. We've covered Money in the Bank 2011, Halloween Havoc 98, Survivor Series 98, and Armageddon 2000. And this month could be either Wrestle Kingdom 10 with AJ Styles vs Shinsuke Nakamura, or Royal Rumble 2000 featuring Cactus Jack vs Triple H in a street fight. There are other great perks, including fast-tracked questions to the Wrestle Ramble mailbag and personalised shoutouts. So head over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk for more information. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. 
LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com. So this is a mailbag episode. That was from uh, Dan. We should have said that. Yeah. That was from Dan, the mayor of Painesville. Dan still hasn't done a uh, successful crap gimmick yet. But he is a successful crap gimmick himself, now. Himself yeah. a crap gimmick. Um, be happy with that. And that is, well, we don't know because we've, we've recorded that episode but we haven't posted it yet. Um, and that was a question that he submitted to as a Patreon backer uh, at a $50 plus level. That will fast track your questions straight to the mailbag. You get one a month, folks. Like Courtney Villainous Havoc Summers, who you can follow on Twitter at Villainous Havoc. I have a question for you guys for the mailbag. When did you fall in love with the world of professional wrestling? Um, I'm stuck on this one. I cannot think of a... It's all quite hazy. Mm-hmm. Too many drinks. And yeah, drugs you reckon? The years <laughs> yeah. Damage my memory. Well, what was yours? Because you've got a you've got a clear one. It's the Royal Rumble two thousand. Right. It was it in particular the street fight between Cactus Jack and Triple H. Mm. In more particular circumstances, Cactus Jack. In an even more like drilling down moment, it was the debut of Cactus Jack on SmackDown. You right. had uh, Triple H had badly beaten up Mick Foley or Mankind on Raw battered bloody mankind he was meant to be going for the wwf championship at the royal rumble and then on smackdown he came out wearing the same shirt with all the blood down it and he had his uh, dried blood on his mask and he cut a promo about how mankind wasn't ready to face triple h in a street fight at the royal rumble but i think i know someone who is 
And I think you know the guy. And he takes his mask off, and he takes the shelf, and he's got the Cactus Jack t-shirt underneath. And he says, and his name is Cactus Jack. And to his credit, Michael Cole on commentary is like, Cactus Jack is back! Now this brilliant brawl and everything. And then that match in particular at Royal Rumble 2000 was just this brutal street fight. And I was so, so in to Mick Foley and Cactus Jack. Like I was, you know, a relatively new fan. I'd watched like off and like off bits and pieces in '99 because I didn't have access to it, so I only really saw it on VHS tapes. So I wasn't following it week to week. But that was when, in the UK, we got heat mm. on Channel Four uh, on a Sunday afternoon. We would get heat here in the UK, so I would see these recap packages of Raw and SmackDown, and then we got the Royal Rumble. Oh, no, we didn't get that live, did we? No, we did. We got. No, we did. Yeah, yeah. We did get the Royal Rumble. Channel yes. Four. We did, so I was able to watch the Royal Rumble. And I loved that match, and I was so into Cactus Jack, and I was so into Mick Foley. And then that is no way out. Hell in a Cell match against Triple H. I've never been more devastated to see a wrestler retire than when Cactus Jack had to retire. Speaking of retirement. Speaking of retirement. Spoilers. When uh, he lost the the Hell in a Cell match to Triple Mm. H. And it made me hate Triple H so much. And I wonder whether that hatred of Triple H I had there at uh, 14 years old has carried over now into my into nearly my mid-30s, where every time I see Triple H, I'm like, you've retired Cactus yeah. Jack in 2000. Yeah, K-Fabe yeah. lives within. K-Fabe lives within. So that, for me, it was when we got heat in the UK and I was able to watch wrestling. I, it was because I didn't have access to it. Mm. I didn't have Sky. I didn't have any form of cable. I only got to see things on VHS. Then with heat, I was able to see things week to week and got more access to the internet at school so I was able to to look on WWE.com on the forums forums and things like that and I was able to get involved and chat with other wrestling fans and yeah I think that that was very much it for me I uh yeah I I can't give you an exact moment I'm afraid but it is a similar story around a similar time of a boy (laughs) who loved wrestling no I just like I'd see the magazines and they'd be colourful and I'd be like oh that looks cool uh, but not really knowing what it is and then like there'd be an action figure around a friend's house I'm talking like the old cartoonish what the Hasbro ones? Yes the Hasbro the ones the WWF yeah. ones and then like just, like these ones like those ones yeah yeah the old style ones and that then there'd be a, a clip on telly or maybe a tape was traded around school and I'd watch that around someone's house because my parents weren't big fans of wrestling. Yours weren't either, were oh, they? Oh, my, my mother. Mm. I think I've told this story on the podcast yeah, yeah. before where I had a WWF sticker book that I'd bought with my pocket money and my mum made me take it back because she did not want me buying anything to do with wrestling because mm. wrestling was a, was a dangerous, dangerous thing. My mother was very much led by the, the media outcry of, like, wrestling is dangerous, don't let your kids watch it. The uh, right to censor people. Well, yeah, but this was, like, well before the PTC. This was just, like, the general consensus of, like, there was that kid who did something in a playground and now he's dead. You know, same reason why my my parents didn't like me watching Power Rangers because there were kids that tried to be Power Rangers and they're now dead. So you shouldn't watch it either. A couple of kids have some real big fun doing wrestling moves and it ruins it for all. Ruins it for everyone. Uh, yeah, but it was around that time, and then I think it was SmackDown being on Sky One actually. Mm. We had Sky. Yeah, in well, my household. We would never give Rupert Murdoch any money. Uh, to your detriment, man. It was it's, a- not, it's not <laughs> to my detriment at all. I don't want that man taking any of my money. And. Uh, yeah, I'd like. I just. I would sit in front of the TV in my pajamas eating cereal for most of Saturday morning, and then eventually at eleven o'clock, sm- a very censored version of SmackDown, which around that time, man, it was just crowd shots to cut away from the 
the the chairs being used or, or in promo packaging or table breaks throw freeze yeah. it was anything any kind of remote legal illegal foreign object uh brass nurks you couldn't see anything all cut to the crowd so it was that uh those two hours there and then i just slowly i don't think it was an immediate love it was just a curiosity and then just got into a habit and then like i watched it for every uh saturday morning for uh many years and yeah but i guess yeah just rock maybe the rock had a promo maybe a tag match i've got a vivid memory of a rock tag match but i can't well, give you a proper answer do you have the story behind um channel four and wwf and Sky. Essentially, the reason why Channel 4 got um, WWF programming and some of the pay-per-views for free. Tell us. Well, essentially, Sky were trying to offload some of their content because they were it was loads of pay-per-views. And they were like, well, we can't sell any of these pay- sell every one of these pay-per-views. Not mm. everyone wants to buy all of these pay-per-views. So we're going to try and offload some of these. And the WWF were like, well, brilliant. Channel 4 are interested because this now means that we have got wrestling in every home in the UK because Channel 4 is available in every home mm. in the UK. It's terrestrial TV. So this is great. And Channel 4 were also like, this is great because WWF is super popular at the moment. People are really going to enjoy watching this. Problem was, I think Channel 4 saw wrestling and thought, world of sports. They basically thought it was going to be like the old world world of sports shows. What they actually didn't realise it was, was the Attitude Era. And a bit different. Very different. And then when they aired Royal Rumble 2000, there was there is a segment in Royal Rumble 2000. Not only do you have got the the incredibly brutal street fight, there's a segment before that, maybe two segments before that, when you had the Miss Rumble contest, when you had the WWE treating women very disrespectfully by just having them parade around in bikinis, and you had may young strip and try and run around the name uh, run around the ring naked while jerry lawler screams and sergeant slaughter and mark henry and everyone trying to like cover up and take her back the channel four were shocked and very much appalled by the presentation of the royal rumble and that essentially just killed their relationship like within a month their whole relationship was dead and then they just started editing everything putting things on tape delays and the whole relationship was ruined now that that was the uh the seeds of the Women's Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah, it went, it went from the Miz Rumble contest in 2000 to the Women's Royal Rumble match in 2018. Small steps, but steps they are. I feel like that's not going to be in the promo package <laughs> when they <laughs> open the Women's Royal Rumble. How disrespectful considering the Attitude Era. Considering as well that it was announced as the annual Miss Rumble contest and they never had another one. Yeah. Oh, well. So, uh, Josh on a pole, Polson via Patreon. Who also, also, it also goes by Josh on a pole, Polsey. Polsey. Uh, well, whatever your name is, the only question I, and I'm betting a lot of the SWAF nation want to ask, is where has your outro gone? I've been Ollie Davis. I would say you would say. I've been Luke Owen. And that, that was, was wrestling. wrestling. Well, we thought it's a new year. It's time to shake up. We can't just stagnate. We're like a shark. We've got to keep moving forward and refining our, our concepts uh, or formats rather. And for the rest of talk news, there's a there's a huge dip. As soon as we finish the news story, everyone, well, the vast majority of people stop watching. So rather than have 30 seconds after the last story of saying you should do this and this and buy a T-shirt, it's now just click this one video and that's it. So that's why that is. Yeah. Nick Schiff 
Hard as nails, Nick Schiff. That's right. Via Patreon, writes, is the w- In the WWE, there is this trend happening with matches. I constantly hear from the both of you during the reviews of Raw and SmackDown, and it is quite frustrating. Why are feuds so linear, specifically with tag teams and the women's division as of late? Why does the WWE keep putting the same people against each other? It's so boring. There's lots of... Uh, question big, marks. Big exclamation marks and question marks in this. Does WWE think we, as the crowd, are stupid and can't keep track of who is feuding with who? If I hear Shamaro against the Shield one more time, I'll lose it. Just wait till the Royal Rumble. Yeah. So, this is a thing, and it's. I mean, it wasn't always a thing, was it? It feels like something that's really happened in the last. Well, I was going to say three years, but I guess maybe it coincides with raw going three hours yeah it's time has to be filled and this is how they sort of fill this time you have a pay-per-view every month or every couple of months i know it's every month so you have a pay-per-view every month each brand each brand has but is that the same for this year it's not two pay-per-views a month now is it it works out at about one every three weeks is it really three and a half weeks but um you essentially you have a pay-per-view every month for for each brand and this is just the way they tell stories. It's not the most engaging way, and it is a reason why people are uninterested in feuds. And it's it's odd because the, it is only, as Nick points out, it is really only in the tag team and the women's division that they do this. It's the two divisions that they really sort of like just, it, they go into autopilot mode, just like, let's do this uh, for week one, and then we'll do this for week two, we'll do this week three, week four, pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's our standard setup, and we'll just do that. With Raw particularly in their tag team division, because they've only ever pushed two tag teams, that's why it feels exceptionally stale, because you've just had Seth Rollins, really, Seth Rollins feuding with The Bar since the summer, and here we are in 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 January, the following year, and they're still feuding. Yeah. I think at the, the very fundamental level, it does seem to be an element of laziness. It is laziness. Because that they've... It makes, like, it seems easy, doesn't it? And and back in the day, you've been, like, every doing this every once in a while. It makes total sense. A tag team are going to face each other for the titles. So you have this guy face that guy next week. This guy face... And you, you do a round robin, and then all the guys have fought each other. You know, every once in a while, that makes sense on paper. But to do it every month in between their actual tag team title collisions... I mean, the, the Usos versus American Beta... That that feels like it's done to death as well at the moment. The Usos versus New Day was so so good. Like it could have been even better if we weren't if that match wasn't given to us every couple of weeks. So it's laziness. It's the automatic rematch clause, which uh, artificially extends feuds way past their sell by date because you 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 kind of restrained where you've got to go. Well, he's got to get his rematch for losing the title. Whereas usually, back in the day, you could just move on and move on to the next challenger while the other guy works his way back up. You've got multiple plates spinning. It's more complex storytelling. But, yeah, they've... It's So it's laziness. It's the three-hour format. It's lack of depth, particularly within yeah. the women's and tag team division. Yeah, the as... brand split hasn't helped no. as well. So it's the brand split. It's the three-hour format, laziness. Uh, and it isn't just... It seems like the tag team and women's division now... But if you were to ask at the end of 2016, for instance, 
the main problem was the the main event on Raw, which was Seth Rollins, Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens, and Roman Reigns. Yeah, it felt like they just all fought each other forever. Same with Dean Ambrose and AJ Styles. That feud went on, and James Ellsworth. That feud went on for a very Oh no! Long time. I, but the thing with I'd argue with the James Ellsworth, Dean Ambrose, and AJ Styles feud is at least each week they were doing something different with it. So it never felt like this was just a yeah. These three lads are just fighting each other over and over again. They were. The James Ellsworth thing really helped that feud stay fresh and relevant. I would argue, though, the Dean and Miz feud, which again lasted from like the summer through to, or rather mm. the winter through to summer, is was just so, it was too long. It's feuds going longer than they need to. Yeah. I don't need to see Seth Rollins feuding with the bar, but as I just previously said, because they've only pushed those two teams in, on the Raw Tag Team division, you're like, well, if you didn't have those teams feuding, who would Rollins and Ambrose have feuded with? Who would the bar have feuded with? Because it's like, well, the Revival were out injured. You've done nothing with Gallows and Anderson. And Gallows and Anderson, because you've done nothing with them, were perceived as nothing. He's like Rhino are perceived as nothing. Goldust and R-Truth were perceived as nothing and then split up. Like, that's it. Mm. You've got no one else for them to feud with. So they have to feud with each other because otherwise they've got nothing to do. Yeah. It's a shame because it's such an easy fix. Just build up a few more teams You've got more variety. You don't you and you can go between feuds and not stick with the same feud for four or five months. So yes, we well, we're the, as sick as as you are. Nick. Yeah, remember the the glory days of the women's division when it was Sasha and Charlotte. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. So Charlotte and Sasha, uh, Dolph Ziggler and Baron Corbin. That these yeah, it's not just the women's and tag divisions. It's really just like late like ah well you know that one can run for a while so, yeah, yeah. I, I, the women's division i really there's a simple fix with women's division and that is book more than one storyline mm. if you have the women in other storylines then all of a sudden everyone kind of feels like they're doing something different and it keeps the multiple plates spinning as you would so eloquently put it but at the moment it's just like uh he sh- this lady is the champion this is her challenger that's her story yeah and that's your one story you've got until the next one comes along John McBride of Frankenstein, also via Patreon, some excellent Patreon work people, uh, has asked, I want to know right now, right now, if you could book one match for WrestleMania this year, what would it be? Keep it realistic. CM Punk is off limits. Ha ha. Also, Luke, no Styles versus Nakamura, since I know you want that match. I do. Besides uh, something and stipulations, what would you book if Vince said... Here you go, one match for our biggest show. Love the show and keep up the great work. I don't think that's Vince talking to us. I think that's John McBride at the end talking to us. Yeah, so you've but got I... you've got to keep it keep it realistic, uh, Ollie. What's your first option? <laughs> Why put that as a joke? Brock Lesnar versus Ronda Rousey. Yeah, keep it keep it realistic. UFC uh, re not rematch, but you know. <laughs> so I misread the question first and thought. He asked, what's our biggest match we could put on at WrestleMania? No, no, it was more like a... What would your favourite match be? In, in the current WWE climate, yeah. what is the biggest... What's your dream WrestleMania match that you could possibly mm, put on? Mm. So, uh, I'm just going to... Because I did it, I'm going to say what I think two or three possible big biggest mainstream matches, you know, like when you think of Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. Yeah. What's your last the one? Rock versus... That's different. <laughs> that, that's my personal one that I would like to see. Uh, or The Rock versus John Cena. So Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte. Mm-hmm. I think that could legitimately be a head... If you built it right and there was enough... Like, the, the mainstream media picked up on Rousey enough, you could make that your main event. 
And what a year to do it in with the Women's Royal Rumble off the Mae Young Classic. Really fits their narrative of treating women like equal to male wrestlers now. Um, brush all that other stuff under the carpet. The Miss Royal Contest. Yep. Uh, so that was one. Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. So, rather, okay. I saw you put these down and I'm instantly going to put the kibosh on this. I'm instantly going to it's say... my big, biggest matches. Well, no, but I'm instantly going to say no to this one. If I'm in the booking committee, I am putting my foot down and I'm saying no. And there is a reason why I am saying Tell no. Tell me. If you do The Undertaker versus Lesnar versus Reigns, that means in a couple of years' time or next year, we have to do Lesnar versus Reigns again. Vince McMahon's whole thing is Roman Reigns beating Lesnar in a one-on-one match and crowning him as the new champion. Mm. We're getting it finally at this year's WrestleMania. We could have had it a couple of years ago, but Seth Rollins messed all that up, which means we artificially had to keep pushing it back. So now we can finally have the moment that Vince wanted three or four years ago and be done with it. And then we don't have to keep building towards Lesnar versus Reigns as we have done for the last three years. You're missing something quite, quite significant. What's that? Roman Reigns, picture it. Roman Reigns standing in the middle of the ring with his newly won Universal title around his waist, the main event of WrestleMania. Crowd deafening boos on one side. Crowd will be cheering, by the way. The Undertaker raises his hand. (laughs) And on the other side, Brock Lesnar raises his Uh, hand. Oh, okay. Well, now, yeah. And what an image. What an image. What an image to airbrush history with. Uh, So, but I think in terms of just like, if you're going to go big money marketing matches. Uh, and the, the other one, I just wrote down the three possibly biggest names I could think of. An Undertaker versus Lesnar versus Cena match. Yes, I mean, Cena-Undertaker really does feel like that. that's a huge marquee match that you could put on at a WrestleMania. Um, you know, certainly taking Reigns out of the scenario. I would argue as well that the people will cheer when Reigns wins because they cheered when he won the WWE Championship from Triple H. There was a, a smattering of booze there, though. Yeah, but that's like from a small pocket of the crowd. The you mid- can hear it. You can hear it, but you can also audibly hear the cheers. There was more cheers than there were booze. Because people, people pop for a title change. Mm. Um, now, for a match I actually want to see, uh, and it's that you came up with this. I never thought of this, and I haven't been able to shake it since. A lot of people are going crazy, you included, for AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura at WrestleMania. They built it since Money in the Bank last year. And I want to see that match. But weirdly, I want to see AJ versus John Cena versus Nakamura more. Mm -hmm. Because I'm thinking Cena hasn't got many more big time matches left in him. Big match, John. Big match, John. You have him use one of these matches to put both AJ and Nakamura over here. Because I'm thinking AJ could lose his title, but not get pinned. And Nakamura could beat Cena. And then Nakamura and AJ could be the your big program for the next few years if AJ doesn't retire. And then maybe at WrestleMania in the next year, you could have AJ versus Nakamura one-on-one. Mm-hmm. There's no need to rush that one. Whereas I feel like there is a need to rush Cena. You don't want to see AJ Cena again. or You know, I do. But I think adding that Nakamura in there. So that that's genuinely... Of, of, all, the, of all the combinations, although you'll probably come up with a bunch more that I want to see, well, actually, uh, I, I do agree with you on that Cena one as well, because if you're looking at it from a Vince McMahon perspective, he might look at an AJ Nakamura and be like, well, that match isn't, that's not a WWE title worthy match. Yeah. But you throw big match John in there, all of a sudden, now now it's a WrestleMania match. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I could certainly see that, but you're forgetting that Cena's facing Randy Orton at uh, WrestleMania. Remember? That is not on any of our lists. <laughs> Remember? Yes. 
Uh, I'm trying to forget. <laughs> so yeah, I think uh, it would it would elevate AJ and Nakamura even more. Yeah, than really they are at the moment. Absolutely, and really then would. Cena can go off and it doesn't harm him at all. Yeah, and I... I've written down as a little fantasy thing here, but this is no longer going to happen because Omega has signed a one year extension with New Japan until January twenty eighth, twenty nineteen. Is Kenny Omega versus AJ Styles? Well, that'd be spectacular. Absolutely. What about you, Luke? Um, Dream WrestleMania 34 matches. Well, apparently I only wrote down two, so I must have gone off to do something else while I was <laughs> writing these down. Um, One but, of yours is good, though. Well, yeah, I, I think that looking at the, uh, the, the the landscape that we've currently got at the moment and your, sort of your big matches that you could do, and I, I really am into the idea of this match, which is similar to your Ronda Rousey Charlotte match, is doing the horsewomen versus horsewomen yeah. idea. I think that'd be a really great... Uh, match to to have on a WrestleMania card. You've got your sort of your celebrity moments in there, um, but you've also got like you can elevate Shayna Baszler off NXT into the main roster if you debut Rousey in the Royal Rumble, which I'm really hoping they do. I think that would then build up towards a really spectacular match that I would be super into. Mm. Um, and the other one that I've got down here, granted this doesn't quite work with uh, Dean Ambrose being injured, but would have been Balor Club versus the Shields. I was going to say because that's this week's main event of Raw. Last week's main event of Raw. Oh, God, yeah, you're right. With the well, Champions yeah. Club. With the Champions yeah. Club. I actually... Oh, man, I haven't got my phone on me. I, uh, did I tell you I... Uh, fantasy... Well, not fantasy, but I kind of wrote down what my feeling is for the WrestleMania card as it currently is. You did say... Should we save that for another time? Well, I feel like now's probably the better time. We could do it next week, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do it next we week. I that. messaged a friend of mine um, with what I think the full WrestleMania card is uh, with the current state of where booking is, is heading. That is uh, bold. It is bold. But now is the time of year when things start to lock into place and don't change. Yeah. Because it was this time last year, around the 20th of January, where everyone was going, it's Cena versus Taker. It's Cena versus Taker. And then someone went, now it's going to be Cena and Nikki Bella versus Miz and Maurice in a mixed gender tag match. (laughs) And everyone was like, what? (laughs) No, it isn't. That's insane. That is actually insane. It's going to be John Cena versus The Undertaker, a match forever in the making that's never happened at WrestleMania. What are you on about? Four days later. Oh, yeah, it's the it's the intergender tag match. Yeah. And then but then all the other uh, matches were pretty much reported on and decided from there. Yeah. So because Mixed Match Challenge debuts tomorrow on Facebook Watch, I feel like we're doing the advertising campaign <laughs> for them. We're just going to run through the teams. Are we going to be able to see this? Uh, some Facebook watch. Don't see why not. Isn't that something you have to pay for? No, I believe. Well, I don't know. Well, we'll find out, won't we? Oh, I'm actually saying that. I'm not sure Facebook watch is available in the UK. I think I it's only email- only available in the US at the moment. So I'm not going to be able to watch Natalia and and <laughs> ba- I'm not going to watch Bailey and Elias against Alicia Fox and Goldust. <laughs> it's funny enough. I was just about to say, who is Bailey tagging with? Because I know she was very upset that she wasn't tagging with Balor. Massive mistake, WWE. It's it's like there are. I mean. They did well with the the husband and wife combos. Yes, lovely with that. But they, I guess they couldn't really not do that. But every other possible bit of fan service has been nixed. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, you think you, Bailey and Finn Balor, that's a natural combination. Nope, we're not going to give you that. Nia Jax and Enzo Amore, not going to give you that. I know he was ill, but he's totally fine for the actual Yeah, he wrestled thing. on Raw. Yeah, he wrestled on Raw. Weird, weird to pull him. So... Uh, let's go through these teams. Yeah, so we thought we would go through the teams and maybe make some predictions for for what will happen for a show that we'll never get to see. 
Oh, we might be able to. So how's this even going to work? It's like a 12-week tournament. Is it 12 weeks? Yeah, it's 12 episodes. Crikey. So we've got 12 teams there. Yeah. Yeah. And six are Raw, six are SmackDown. And I imagine, but it's going to be SmackDown versus Raw. Could you have a Raw versus SmackDown main event? Or well, it could it be a SmackDown versus SmackDown? They haven't told us a great deal. We no. know $100,000 is on the line to give, is, to, a oh, to, a, give to a charity of yeah. their choosing, uh-huh. which is pretty weird in a predetermined sport to do something like that. Well, I guess WWE are giving away charity money. Or, or they're just and they've, and they've to already decided to Connor's give Connor's Cure, Cure to, to their, their own charity. <laughs> Uh, tax breaks. Be a the, star. The um, sorry, that's really mean. They, 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 <laughs> they do they do a lot of chari- really very good charity work. They do. Uh, so, Alexa Bliss and Braun Strowman. That's a main event caliber team. I've got high hopes for them. You reckon? Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, well, yeah. That, that 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 is a good one. So I'm going to put the God, This is this is so mean in this. Charlotte Flair and Bobby Roode. I think they're also in the running. The robes. Yeah, the glorious robes. Yeah. Robe warriors, <laughs> as Byron Saxton said. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm turning a corner on Byron Saxton. That's Sa- great. So Saxton said that. Good joke. But Saxton's role is to be crapped on. <laughs> so Corey Graves' immediate reply was, that's terrible, Saxton. <laughs> and Byron's like, I thought it was good. I thought it was great, Byron. I'm with you, mate. <laughs> so uh, Sasha Banks and Finn Balor. I don't see them getting far. No, I, I don't see them getting very far either. Lana and Rusev. I don't see them getting far either. Yeah. Uh, Naomi and Jimmy Uso. Don't see them getting far. No. Nia Jackson, Apollo Crews. I, I've, I'd imagine there'll be some shenanigans with Enzo and then Apollo Crews will get pinned. Asuka and The Miz. Yep, I think that's well, got high hopes. Well, in theory, you'd have to assume that Asuka and The Miz are winning, right? Yeah, maybe. Because I mean, if, if Asuka loses, then she's not undefeated because her team lost. Well, she's lost tag matches in her NXT. Days. But they don't count house shows. I thought, that did she never lose a tag match on a No, TV on TV, yet? she lost a battle royal. But I right. think they've now kind of erased that from history. So, yeah, it's like, is this in continuity? Because I feel like a lot of the promos announcing the teams and not within the same universe well you and i said this on the raw versus smackdown on the raw versus smackdown show but a lot of people said that if you watch the full facebook video when sammy and becky lynch were announced as tag partners becky lynch said this is great because i can bring back the old sammy Zayn." Mm. but that wasn't on the smackdown show which you know we can only review i'm not watching any old everything that wwe.com put out i'm got all the time of the day uh yeah. Do you know that was a shoot? Becky Lynch genuinely didn't know. They that all seem like shoots. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, they are all shoots. Yeah. Do you is, not see Goldust's cool. reaction, which was nothing? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Jobbing out. Speaking of Alicia Fox and Goldust, not getting far. Not, not big hopes for Bailey and Elias. They'll go far. Bailey's on the team. Natalia and Shinsuke Nakamura. They'll go far. Yeah. Becky Lynch and Sami Zayn. Mm, yeah. Nah. Carmella and Biggie. I, I think um, Sami will walk out on their team. Mm. Uh, and Carmella versus Biggie. Did you see? Um, Biggie training Carmella. No. There's something they posted up on Twitter, which was Carmella doing like reps, but they were involving pancakes. Great. So it'd be like running from this spot to this spot, eating a pancake, running back, eating another pancake, doing push-ups with pancakes and that sort of stuff. That sounds quite funny. And Daniel Bryan... Which is why it's not on TV. Yeah, and Daniel Bryan announcing uh, Jimmy Uso and Naomi and uh, Aiden English announcing Lana and Rusev. Those are all very funny as well. And it's kind of like, if this is all a bit of fun and camp nonsense, I don't mind that. 
but make that a bit more of the show and kind of explain that. Don't put Sami Zayn in it. It's a very confusing tone. <laughs> and maybe yeah. that will come across when the show... I mean, the show hasn't started yet, but it's... It's it's a confusing tone in itself, and then to to confuse that and muddy it even further by put it putting it on Raw and SmackDown. Is, yeah, I'm not a fan of this. Well, anyway, the, do you have any picks about who will be in the final and who will eventually win? Uh, I'm picking Asuka and the Miz. Uh, I'm picking Asuka because she is the undefeated Empress of Tomorrow, and the Miz because he is Rolling Stones Wrestler of the Year. Um, that, who will they face in the final? And in the final, they are going to face, um, I'm going to say, Natalia and Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, was it going to be Flair and Rude? See, I'm I'm going Asuka and Miz, but I'm going against Flair and Rude. Yeah, I, I could see. I could definitely see that. It's either one of those two. So now it's the quick fire round. Yes, we brought it back after you enjoyed it so much last time when we ran out of stuff to do. First up from Shivam Sharma. Do you really think that Charlotte is the best female wrestler? She hasn't had any great match. Uh, in WWE, no. And in the wider world, thus, also no. Yes. <laughs> yes. So no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think she's the best female wrestler in the world. I agree. Uh, but that makes it sound like she's very good. Yeah. Uh, Alpha Omega Sin. Who is a very, very good YouTuber. Uh, I, I don't know them. He's a he's a massive like video game uh, oh, part, cool. personality. He's a very cool dude. Cool. We've got a cool. We've got a big fan. Alpha Omega Sin writes favorite non licensed wrestling game. So I cannot. Uh, you can't. Well, I I can only really think of three off the top of my head, but I, two of them you could argue are licensed games, which was Def Jam Vendetta, which was essentially No Mercy but with Def Jam rappers. So you could argue that's a, a licensed Def Jam game. Backyard Wrestling, don't try this at home. You could probably argue is licensed to the Backyard Wrestling series of DVDs that they released. Mm-hmm. Um, but Fire Pro Wrestling is probably the obvious answer. Obviously, Fire Pro. That's what I was going to say, Fire Pro. Red Wolf 123 says, best asks, best story in wrestling right now. Jason Jordan. I'm going to say Okada's undefeated title. Oh, I mean, I mean, I was just speaking to WWE. Okada, <laughs> you really cooler. think it's... I'm cooler than Luke. <laughs> I said a New Japan. <laughs> Westbrook MVP. Thoughts on Cena versus Goldberg? Great match. I think it'd be awesome. Yep, yeah, I they, they, that's a WrestleMania match down the line. One hundred percent. That's a WrestleMania match. Vince loves Cat is the name of the person who's had more of an influence on the business, Rock or Austin. That's a fascinating question that unfortunately has to be surmised in a 10-second answer. Uh, Austin. I think Austin brought more eyes to the product than Rock did, but then Rock kind of like kept those eyes there. And he's done it retrospect retroactively now. You know, he's brought a legitimacy to wrestling by being such a big Hollywood star. Yeah. I'm going to go to Austin as well, but just... Yeah, just. I, well, I, I'm going to say Austin because Austin did it first, essentially. Uh, but we, the great thing about Rock and Austin, we've gone longer than 10 seconds, really. The great thing about Austin Rock is that someone once eloquently put it was like, you had two Hulk Hogans at the same time. Mm. And that's never been the case. If there was a New Japan versus WWE crossover, who would you want to see in the main event? And who would win? Akada versus Cena. Really? Well, you, that's that's New Japan's biggest guy versus WWE's biggest guy. I would go Omega Cena. Hmm. Well, I'm 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 thinking from a, a United States viewpoint. Uh, I but think I, the promos would be amazing. I said an actual Japanese wrestler, said, though. That makes me cool. Well, it would be Tanahashi versus <laughs> Cena then, because that's been a match in the making for a decade. Before all this Okada nonsense. Uh, jumping the Smark. That's a great name. 
<laughs> Not a great question, though. Is Balor the next Hulk Hogan? I feel like that's sarcastic, considering the jumping the smark meta uh, nickname. Yeah. Is Balor the next Hulk Hogan? No. I would say there is no one more opposite than Hulk Hogan than. But I guess they do the too sweet. There's the NWO connection with the Bullet Club. Maybe, but no. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say no, he is not the next Hulk Hogan. Bear in mind, Hulk Hogan like broke the barriers of professional wrestling to become this mainstream star. I don't see Finn Balor doing that. I just, he's almost like the consummate anti-Hogan. He's <laughs> you know he's a smaller guy. He's, I, I don't know. Jazzy Jan writes, though not likely to happen anytime soon, do you see Kenny Omega eventually going to WWE and do they put him in NXT or straight to the main roster? Yes, and straight to the main roster. Agreed. I don't think he'd go to WWE if they put him on NXT. Soam, what was your one dream match that never happened? Uh, Rock Shawn Michaels. Brian versus Angle. That never happened, did it? Not that I'm aware of. Could do, though. Could do. Uh, Stephen Taylor, Undertaker in ring return, yes or no? No. Yes. Pete isn't done with you. That's a great name. Do you think there should be two Money in the Bank ladder matches this year? Yes. One for men and one for women, because it's a joint pay-per-view. Raw and SmackDown stars, the other night of the year where Raw and SmackDown stars go head-to-head in direct competition. (laughs) Raw and SmackDown stars for the men's Money in the Bank and women's. And then you can split the... Uh, banks across to sure yeah two brands uh anthony john Pr- i agree by the way anthony john pringle worst royal rumble entrant position um is that so the worst person to enter the rumble yeah and what their number was i mean that's it, off the top of your head drew carey um, well i was gonna say ray mysterio number 32 oh, well, yeah okay that's a much better answer corentin yeah. brutcher straight edge society or Ms. Taraj? straight edge society straight edge society one of the most underrated factions in wrestling that, history that is a faction that could have got over but wwe didn't want it to get over yeah and oh, i'm gonna murder this uh finally sakib Ad- finally there's loads left Av- yeah th- there are loads left. there's yeah. four left avid base avidi Av- Av- basic since i don't believe you've ever said this before your c- favorite current wrestler aj styles in wwe see mine changes daily right now it's a naito day yeah I'm <laughs> it's a naito. naito day i feel like i feel a bit you know tranquilo today yeah bacon number 11 do you think vince will mess up the velveteen dreams roster call-up I like to stay positive, and so I will say no, but um, track records have shown me wrong. I'm going to say he, he will be messed up. Josh Halson, who should, because he's quite, he's actually quite short, isn't he, Velveteen Dream? Is he? Mm. Oh, that won't help. Uh, Josh Halson, who should Reigns drop the belt to after Mania? That's in, a good question. In, great question. Um, Strowman. Ooh, well, brand split. AJ Styles. Oh, Smeg, I forgot. I'm sending him over to SmackDown, aren't I? That's my big thing, mm-hmm. is that the Universal Champion's going to go to SmackDown. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll change my mind on that. Wendy Flanagan. That's my cousin. Best finisher in WWE. Is it? Yeah, when, our Wendy. I don't know your Wendy. Yeah. Have I met your Wendy? Yeah, you met her at the wedding. What does she look like? Um, She has got, I was about to say long hair. She's got long brown hair. She was wearing a red dress. I cannot remember. No, that her day. sister's uh, called Kat. No helping. Okay. Best finisher in WWE today. Uh, best finisher in WWE That's today. A That's one. a tough question. None of them are amazing. Like I'm never like really excited for a finisher the, uh, in all of wrestling. Chicken wing from Marty Skull. I get most excited for uh, F5. Maybe I really like the F five. Yeah, it's I think cool the F five is a cool move. RK- uh, the RKO because that that's a move that people mm. really pop mm. for. 
Um, yeah, the the F five or the RKO. The most spectacular, which so it's not necessarily my favourite. The reverse four fifty splash by Mustafa Ali. Oh no, I changed my mind. Um, Alistair Black's. Um, oh yeah, his big kick thing Black he does. Mass. Black mass. Yeah, that's wicked. Dan. Dan. Will New Japan fully compete with WWE in America? Unless they can get a massive, massive money increase behind them. Uh, no. I, th- I also say no. Uh, and finally, now it is finally Val Capone. Indie wrestlers to keep an eye on, both in the UK and elsewhere. Should we say it at the same time? Yep. Three, two, one. Keith Lee! I do like those quick fire questions. I think those quick fire questions are a good fun way to round off a video. So what Luke just did there was say the thing and then realise I was drinking so I couldn't immediately say it. That is exactly what happened. And then you repeated exactly what you said <laughs> the first time round. Yes, that is that is exactly what just happened there. Um, did you see how well I covered? I thought that was very good. Yeah, yeah. it was but smooth. But I'm not going to let you get away from it. <laughs> we, we reveal every bit of unprofessionalism that happens and when we're accidentally professional we will point it out. Yeah. Laboriously. Absolutely. As well, jokes. Make sure we explain those. Yes, you got to explain the jokes. Can I, can I, we're talking about Facebook Watch now that I nearly did in the uh, the, the video thing? If it's that. <laughs> if it's that important. Just what is it? It's uh, Facebook's channel. It's going to, It's from what I understand, it's going to be a channel on, uh, I don't know how American TV works. So it will be on their EPG. So you can just tune into Facebook Watch, much like how YouTube has a channel. Where they yes. just put all their content, their, their original content up there. But you can watch it if you've got a Skybox or a Freeview box. Not Freeview box. Uh, and it's the this Facebook Watch is going to be the same. It's like an online TV wow, channel. okay. But you can watch stuff on demand. And there'll also be a, a live feed, I suppose. It'll be li- and that And what fits into it better than a live wrestling stream? I suppose, yeah. I mean, you'd think the WWE would try and explain, help explain this to, to laymans like myself that don't really know what Facebook Watch is. You know, like they did with the WWE. It's like Netflix, yeah. but better. I I think you can... I mean, if you just go on... I nearly said WrestleTalk's Facebook page. WWE's Facebook page. I'm sure they'll point you in the right direction maybe they will yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just being I'm just being it. well I don't think we can as I said I'm pretty sure the last article I read said that it's not available in the UK and it's only available in the US I think there will be means you think there'll be oh oh, yeah. oh I see mm. oh well I mean if there are means um, then I, I might give it a watch but it'll be like Facebook two, watch it'll be like 205 live where you tune in for the first week realise it's pointless and then never watch again yeah yeah I really am curious to see what tone they strike with it. Uh, but yeah, it does, it's a fascinating TV war that's going on right now. Of course, you've got Facebook Watch, YouTube Red, uh, which hasn't really taken off. Uh, Amazon are going to start bidding a lot of money for sports. And, you know, because live content's where it's at. Because mm-hmm. everyone could just do stuff on demand. But you, you can do live stuff on demand, but people want to watch it live. So wrestling's quite well placed for that. I wonder if Twitch will be the next one. Yeah. They'll be the next people to be like, because I mean, that's what their whole dealio mm. is. It's live stream stuff that whether they'll end up actually having dedicated hours for live streams on, on the old TVs. Did you see Impact's, the, the, some of the screenshots from Impact Wrestling's tapings last week? Well, no, because no one watches it. Well, on their new four-sided ring, everyone was like, oh, wow, four-sided ring's back. But the keen-eyed people were like, 
Wait, is that a Twitch logo on the ring apron? They're gonna air it on Twitch. I don't know. Well, but I mean, it was it was there. That makes. I mean, yeah. I mean, that makes sense, and because I think they've lost their t their UK TV deal now. Well, let's just do some uh, reviews before we get out of here. First up from Support Wrestle Talk. That is their iTunes username. That is dedication. They write Swaft. Our first review of January yeah. uh, 2018. They write Swaft in the title, and then in the body they write. S-W-A-F-T Spelling it out like a pro What a podcast The greatest podcast of all time Bit of a stretch But I like to think that It's meant to be like um, Crash Bang Wallop mm. What a video Thank you support Wrestle Talk That feels weird uh, And Palmeroid Writes Solid podcast <laughs> Love that Coming across this podcast By accident I've decided to play catch up I'm currently in September 2017 Whoa. and enjoying everything so far. Well done and keep it up, guys. It's only going to get better from there, Mick, so I actually started to edit them. Thank you, Palmeroid. Um, so, wow. I wonder how many people there are like that who discover us and, like, I'm going to subject myself to the torture of going back all the way to March 2017 and listening to the over... I mean, what's this, like 107? Episode 107, yeah. maybe? I mean, yeah, I mean, retro oneers. That is a lot. Double speed is your friend, Palmeroid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, that's all we've got time for. We'll be back on Wednesday with the Raw versus SmackDown review. Love you, bye. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena, 16-time WWE champ, saying support Wrestle Talk because they talk about wrestling, and I like it. So do us all a favor and subscribe, please. Uh, thank you.